You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Welcome back to another episode of How To 20-Something. Keeping on theme with conversations I've had recently, today's episode is all about slowing down and with that, a play on finding your patience and the role delayed gratification has on your ability to be patient. It's no surprise that we live in a fast-paced world where you can order something online and get it the same day to your doorstep or have all the shows you ever want to watch at your fingertips. So naturally, we're going to want everything right now. Our brains have been trained to view life as such. We want it all in a moment's notice. The better body, the more money, the love of our life, the house, the fun trips, anything we dream of, we want in that instant. And why would we think any differently? But the reality is, that's just not how life works. And you get upset that you can't snap your fingers and have everything appear right then and there. And because you're so focused on what you want and what you don't have instead of what you do have, you lose sight of the journey and the lessons that do help you get there eventually. And it actually puts you in a lack mindset because something is missing from your life. I know eventually has no flash to it. There's no desire to wait for what you want, yet we have no other choice when it comes to the big things in life. It's why you fall for things like get-rich-quick schemes or lose 30 pounds in 30 days. It sounds a lot more enticing than consistently put in the work and at some point in the distant future, you will get there. And I'm right here with you. I want the love of my life right now and a multi-six-figure business. I want to close my eyes, squeeze them real tight, and when I open them, both of those things will appear. Tons of money in my bank account and the most perfect man for myself walking through the front door. But I also know that there is a gift that lies in the process of getting there. That process requires patience and a delay in gratification, and it keeps you humble. You have to teach your brain to unlearn the immediacy of life, and honestly, That starts with your Amazon habit. So if you're someone who struggles with waiting for life to unfold itself and you are also someone who immediately opens the Amazon app or link on your computer when you think of something you need or want, it might be time to put your spending habits on hold and wait until the weekend where you can physically get yourself to the store and buy what you need. I'm not saying this is a cure-all, but it will help you acquire some patience because you have to wait to run the errand to get what you want or need, like back in the old days. I know Amazon makes life so much easier, but it's also rewiring the thought process in our brain because we are subconsciously teaching ourselves that if you want something, you can have it right now. And that's not how a majority of things work in the real world, like in your career, Finances, romances, business ventures, weight loss, strength gains, etc. Those things 
in order for them to actually last and continue to give you long-term results, take time to build on. Even all the information we have access to helps us lose touch with our patients at a rapid rate. And patience is a virtue. It keeps you more calm and it helps you to slow down so you can take life in one moment at a time. So you're not jumping right into the next thing you lay your eyes on. Patience helps you be less reckless and more secure in your actions because you are able to think things through. It helps you avoid making impulsive decisions because you're taking your time to gather information, consider your options, create a plan, and then decide your next step accordingly. Impulsive actions can have some serious consequences that move you further away from what you're after rather than closer because you didn't think this decision through. Impulsivity stems from your emotion in that moment rather than the outcomes that could ripple out as a result. Not to mention that when you try to move through things too fast, errors increase, and then you end up in worse shape than before as you didn't take your time to think about potential mishaps that could result from this decision. And this is different than hyper-focusing on all the different decisions and giving yourself analysis paralysis because you overthought every possible scenario. Rather, it's thinking an entire process through and not just because you want that thing right now. Again, in regards to big things in life like career, houses, relationships, and weight loss. This episode really surfaced in my head because of personal training. As in, I probably say slow down or slower at least 10 times a day when I'm in the gym with a client. They want to rush through the exercise either because it's uncomfortable or they think doing it faster will get them better results or they're not confident in what they're doing so they move through it to try to hide any errors that could occur. But when that happens, they lose control of the weight and their risk of injury increases. It then becomes cardio with weights because they're using more momentum than they are muscles. When you go slower, your muscles better engage and stabilize different joints, making the movement more effective in putting on strength and shape to your body. It also gives me a chance to fix their form to again, avoid injury. And coincidentally, I offered a free coaching call to a friend of mine and the theme of that conversation, we had this call two days ago from the time I'm recording this episode, but that conversation was about him moving through his days off too quickly. So then I got to talk to him about intentionality and slowing down. And then I told him that I have an episode coming out that was already planned far before I knew what we would be talking about in that moment. But the same thing happens in your life. When you try to rush things, when you're moving too quickly, you lose control and everything blows up in your face as a result. And I don't want that for you, which is why I'm speaking to you about it today. I'm sure you're familiar with the tortoise and the hare story, where the message is slow and steady wins the race. That the hare challenged the tortoise to a race and got cocky. He took off running full steam ahead and gassed himself because he didn't think his plan out all the way through. So the tortoise won. And spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know that story. The moral of that story is you can be more successful when you take things slow and steady instead of recklessly and carelessly. So when you go into something too fast, you fall off, you burn out, or you mess up. I see it happen all the time. I'll take someone's weight loss journey, for example. When you are someone who wants to lose weight, you're going to immediately think, let me eat less and move more. And that's honestly because society has really misguided you. But because you have this information, logically, 
it would make more sense to cut down on a lot and move a lot more. Because if it were a simple math problem, then theoretically you would lose weight faster. And while you might be able to see weight loss initially, your progress is going to end up stalling because your body is not a simple math problem. And not to mention that this mechanism doesn't teach you healthy habits or sustainable ones for that matter. Whereas if you were to take things slower, knowing that the end result is long-term weight loss that stays off and improvement in your overall health, you're able to build one small habit onto another and those compound over time so you don't stall, but actually change your entire way of being and continue to see results. Similarly, I see it when people begin their health journey and they throw everything at the wall to see what sticks, hoping that the more they do, the faster they'll get results. So not even just in regards to eating less and moving more, but eating healthy, working out seven days a week, doing red light therapy, going to stretch zone, committing to every type of health fad that exists out there, and they think that by doing it all, they'll see the results in a shorter time period. They're thinking short term. And it's where I step in and remind them of long-term goals. Sure, short-term, you might be able to lose weight and see improvements at first, but you'll also rebound back to your old ways when all of the new changes become too much. Because they do become too much. They haven't been ingrained into your current way of being. Whereas the slower approach allows you to gradually transition into this healthier version that you'll be able to carry with you for the rest of your life. Every single one of my clients gets to a point in their journey where they actually want to get to the gym. They want to eat better. They want to be in their routine. It's what they crave, especially when holidays or traveling comes up. They all say they enjoyed their holiday vacation but couldn't wait to get right back into their regimen because it's what helps them feel the best. A regimen that was built over several months of working with me. Not overnight, not with the flip of the switch. I find myself having to pull back most people who are ready to go all in because when you want to make immediate changes to see immediate changes, your chance of failure skyrockets due to the abrupt and drastic changes you are making to your current norm. If you take things at a slower, more manageable pace, you are able to collect your wins one at a time, which will encourage you to keep going and not overwhelm you during the process. When you go all in at the start, you'll get more discouraged with yourself because you still fall back into your old ways simply because you haven't learned the process of one step at a time or gradually introducing new things into your life. I see impatience also surface when people want a new job and jump into the first one that bites and neglect to think about what they actually want. So six months later, they're in the same situation of looking for a new job. If this is something you do, then ask yourself, are you chasing the money? Like, of course you want a higher paying job. Who wouldn't? But there are also other factors to consider so you actually like showing up to work, at least to some extent. I'll have clients who want to change jobs or careers write down their non-negotiables in an ideal job. Things like your minimum pay, whether you want a hybrid in-office or completely remote job, what you want company culture to be like, and the responsibilities you want to have. And from there, it's a matter of waiting and researching for that right job, because it will come. But if you jump into the first one that you apply to, where you didn't take any of your non-negotiables into consideration, one, 
you limit yourself from the possibility of the most ideal one, the one that you would actually stay at for more than six months or a year, and two, you end up back at at square one in under a year. With a play on career, if you move too quickly through the corporate ladder, you will jump into roles before you're ready and either do them poorly because you're inexperienced or get overwhelmed and stressed out because you haven't given yourself time to build into that role. This is partially on your employer to know, so hopefully your company does gradually move you into higher roles and with that higher pay. But aside from health and career, there's also impatience in relationships. I mentioned this in last week's episode to some extent, or it might be two weeks ago. I don't exactly know the order of this one just yet, but when you jump into that next relationship, the next person to give you attention, and then three months later, you're dealing with the heartbreak of things not working out. Again, having a list of your non-negotiables in a partner and in a relationship will help you weed out what you're looking for and not just dive into the next one that presents itself, where if you were patient, not only with getting into your next relationship, but also progressing through it, you allow yourself and your partner to get to know each other, to grow through different milestones together, to build a solid relationship with trust, communication, and love. Without that slow progression, you actually find yourself chasing a chemical reaction. You want the high that comes with falling in love fast. It's your dopamine response. And that kind of love burns out fast because it's not built on anything solid. Really, patience comes from building your foundation up. It's learning what you want, what you're after, and the steps it requires to get there. Because it won't happen overnight. Your success is dependent on the journey it takes to get there. And the slower the journey, the more achievable and the longer the lasting the success will be. But overall, slowing down requires patience. And patience has immense positive impacts on everything you do in your life outside of your career, health, and relationships, as I just mentioned. It helps with your mental health as you are better able to stay calm in tense situations and you'll have a huge reduction in stress and anxiety. Which makes sense when you think about it because when you're a patient, you're able to live life one day at a time, whereas if you're constantly thinking about not being where you thought you should be or wanted to be, then you'll stress yourself out over doing life wrong or regretting a lot of decisions that did hold you back from being further along. Comparing yourself to where you actually are, to where you thought you should be, takes a massive mental toll on you, and I know because I do it to myself all the time. My brain hurts by the end of the day a lot of times because I'm thinking about all of my future worries, worries that aren't even guaranteed to happen, but my mind conjured it up because I'm so focused on getting to that next part of my life. You're probably listening and thinking, shit, I do that too. We all do it. We all need to work on our patience, on slowing down, on accepting the delay that happens when we dream up a vision and know it's going to take time to actually get there. If you were to stop and look around you, you'll see there are examples of lessons and patience everywhere. Take a sunset, for example. I spent a few days in Key West for New Year's and saw two absolutely immaculate sunsets. If you know anything about me, (laughs) it's that I absolutely love sunsets simply because they continue to get better as the sun makes its descent. You have to wait for the last five to ten minutes before you start taking your pictures 
Otherwise, you're left with hundreds of mediocre sun pictures and not the full beauty of the entire sunset. But you get impatient. You see the sun beginning its true descent and 30 to 45 minutes prior to the array of colors, you're taking your pictures instead of enjoying the peace and beauty that comes with it. Every single person at both of the sunsets that I watched were rushing to get their pictures only to do it all again 30 minutes later simply because they didn't acquire the patience that's needed to watch the sunset in its entirety. So the next time you go watch a sunset, watch the people around you and you'll see the lack of patience everywhere. The sun doesn't speed up its setting process even though it knows it's the most beautiful part of the day aside from sunrise, but I stand by my opinion that sunset is way better than sunrise. That's besides the point. The sun takes its time and descends gradually. And you could learn a thing or two from that. Taking your time will allow you to experience every beautiful part of your journey. If you speed through your processes, you'll miss the best parts. Sunset aside, there's so many benefits to slowing down. And one of those is your ability to cope with uncertainty. Life is very uncertain, so if you are constantly moving through life at this fast pace and then a wrench gets thrown into your plan, your ability to handle the changing circumstances becomes so much more difficult. If you were to think about driving a car, the faster you go, the more reckless you become because you need to have a faster reaction time if, say, a deer were to jump out in front of you. Then your ability to veer off to avoid the deer will cause you to lose control of the vehicle. Conversely, if you were driving the speed limit and taking your time to get to your destination, you would be able to better react to hazards that pop up and avoid them. Actually, a good way to practice patience is while you're driving. Anytime you notice yourself getting aggravated because you hit every red light or the car in front of you is driving so slow when it's one lane only, remind yourself that this is a good time to practice by taking deep breaths, and reminding yourself that arriving safely is better than not arriving at all. I'm full of stories and analogies today, my goodness, but this reminds me of a time when I was little. My sister was obsessed with time and arriving to places on time, if not really early. And to help with the anxiousness and the loss of control on her arrival time, since she wasn't able to drive yet, My mom created this idea that my sister needs to invent a button that would transport her to her destination on a moment's notice. Honestly, probably would have been a good time to practice patience, but the button served as a playful distraction of whenever my sister would start to freak out, my mom would be like, well, where's your button? And it made light of the whole situation that was going through my sister's mind of why we needed to be at our destination as soon as possible and before the time we think we need to be there. Some other ways to help with patience outside of driving is setting realistic expectations and goals for not just yourself but others too. Knowing that it's okay for some things to take longer to complete and the world won't burn down if you need to extend a deadline for a project or an event or your weight loss. If you create a very specific timeline of when life happens, then you're going to feel like you're either falling behind and trying to play catch up or that you're failing both of which will discourage you from continuing on. Focus on trending positively for the most part, and not that things are supposed to happen on a specific timeline that you created for yourself. Under that theme is practicing acceptance, as in 
accepting that not everything is going to happen exactly as you hoped and that there are a lot of things that are beyond your control. When you work on controlling your own reactions, actions, and thought processes, you are able to accept whatever comes your way externally and know that it's there to teach you some lessons so that you can continue pursuing your personal growth journey or whatever journey it is you decided to embark on. You can also share your goals, your expectations, your visions, anything with friends and family. Basically, surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you to keep going, even when you aren't seeing quick results. Because you probably aren't going to see quick results after the initial start. You need positive reinforcements around you to help you stay grounded rather than jumping into the what's next chapter in your life or the what's missing or the what I haven't achieved yet. Patience is something that needs to be constantly practiced and enforced. Otherwise, you fall back into the trap of I want it right now and then miss the achievements, lessons, and skills that happen along the way because you're too focused on that end goal. Your entire life, it's going to sound cheesy, is one massive long journey. So know that a journey has rest stops. It has wrong turns, it has bumps in the road, but as long as you keep showing up, you keep persevering through, you'll get to the end of this one only to begin the next one. But you need to slow down. You need to stop and smell the roses, take in this moment, reflect on everything you've accomplished thus far, and reconnect with your end goal, with the person you want to be, the life you want to live, and the work that it'll take to get there. Every action you make builds on itself to lead you to the life you live right now. And know that only you have the power to change the direction you're headed. We all need little reminders to slow down and ground ourselves in the present. So hopefully this episode serves as your reminder for right now. But I guess slowing down is practicing being present instead of rushing into your next thing. So center yourself. Remind yourself you'll get there eventually as long as you don't give up. But that's what I have for you on patience. As always, if you liked what you heard, if you had a light bulb moment that is going to encourage you to rethink your approaches in your life, please let me know. You can always email me at coach.justdiamond at gmail.com or share it on social media or with your impatient or impulsive friend as I'm sure they need to hear it too. But thank you for listening to another episode of How To 20 Something. I can't wait to be in your headphones again next week with another brand new episode.